minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. We have the best theme song. <laughs> I know that's a weird way for us to start, but that's literally how I feel every time. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to our WOW Superheroes After Show. And it's Monday and we are up in here and it is October 3rd. Happy Mean Girls Day. <laughs> and on top of that, um, it's Monday. And of course, you know, Monday is Monday Night Raw, but also it's really good to start off the week talking about WOW and everything that happened this weekend. So it's really good to be here. So of course, thank you guys for watching and on live on all of our platforms. Of course, my name is Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, commentator for the Belladonna Division Battle Club. Pro and Black Girl Magic 2 and host the Women's Wrestling Talk on here with you. And I am here with the most fabulous women in all of the world. Um, of course, to my right, you she's wearing a very stylish hat. And of course, she is the host and creator of MCAT We Trust. And she will be leading the panel this Friday at New York Comic Con for Women of Color in Wrestling Behind the Magic. She is the fabulous, the super duper sweet. Week, Katrina Blake, how are you? Oh, I, I love your intros. <laughs> like if I'm having a bad day, I feel like these always lift me up. So thank you. Super sweet. I'm okay. It's really cold in my apartment. Uh, I don't know. New York got like this, the tail end of uh, Hurricane Ian. And so it's been crazy raining and cold. But otherwise, outside of being a little chilly, I'm okay. It's been it was a productive uh, day. Got a lot done. 
and super excited for Karma Con on Friday. So, <laughs> yes, and I'm so glad that you know you guys are doing okay. And to all the people who are affected by Hurricane Ian, um, in the worst possible ways, we are sending you thoughts, prayers, and all types of good energy. And um, we will be um, hoping that you guys can basically can rebuild after all of that because storms are just oh they come in our lives and they come and they tear up a lot of things but it gives us a chance to rebuild so much love and prayers to those people who are affected by that um and of course beneath us nice but certainly not least she is a emmy emmy nominated producer a woman of all of the amazing things in wrestling. She is a host, an interviewer, all of the above. She is the amazing Emily May Heller. How are you? Hey, I'm happy to be with uh, everyone today to talk about WOW and be together. Um, yeah, I hope everyone is. I'm excited to see the the panel and the response uh, that you guys are going to get this weekend. It's really, really exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Like, it's really great. Like, I cannot wait to start packing um, for this. And then it's just going back to New York again. It's just always lit. So I'm excited. Now, in the comments, we've already got it popping. Of course, we got a visit from Wrestling Realm. That's Brian H. Waters and the crew. What up, Hi. man? Thank you for watching. Um, and then, of course, um, we're saying hi to all the WOW fans. And please remember to follow, like, and subscribe to Women's Wrestling Talk everywhere. That's Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere you can find us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTalkPod. And follow us and see whatever it is that we've got going on. It's really great. And JD, of yeah. course, always <laughs> joining us, um, saying that we look fa fashionable. Um, that's great. We are looking fashionable. <laughs> Thank you, JD. Always appreciate you in the comments. Yes. So this episode of WOW was pretty great. You know, this is episode three, Um, you know, so we're still finding our groove and everything. But, you know, the show was really solid and really good. So, of course, we're going to start. Um, The show started with them doing sort of a recap of the ongoing beef between the Beast and um, Reina Del Rey. And they showed a recap, of course, of the Beast on the first episode defeating. Um, oh, she was from New Jersey, and <laughs> I cannot remember her name right now. Um, but she basically retained her WOW um, World Championship, but then it showed Reina Del Rey attacking her after the match with the suplex. And then it also showed Reina Del Rey um, being victorious in her main event match, and then um, the Beast getting her lick back. So they were showing a recap of that, but they didn't really show up in the episode, you know, proper. So we are still waiting to see, you know, what's going to come of that next. If they're going to officially challenge each other, you know, when they're going to fight each other and all of the above. We're still waiting for that. But how are you ladies feeling um, about this feud and um, basically, you know, how they recapped everything before the episode actually started? Um. I mean, I think this is important to to have these types of establishing moments, right? Because you're establishing, you know, new characters, new competitors, but also the the reign of a champion is important. And we've talked about this a lot about having your opponent and having different opponents is important. And so I like how they they're starting it off by giving you a little recap, a moment in time of like this is where we're at, because it kind of think it makes you think about 
um, what's going to happen next, right? You're like, okay, what's what's going to be, you know, we saw some some potential opponents, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, in the last two episodes. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of like building to a bigger moment with this package. Right. Katrina? Yeah, I, I thought it was good. Um, if you're, if somebody, I'm also a fan of that, especially if somebody might have missed the first two episodes and they decide to join for the first time with episode three, well, now they kind of have an idea of what happened. I, I, I think that's always something, you don't want to overdo like the recaps, but in the situation when you do have your main champion clearly in a feud, uh, or they're trying to like rebuild, you know, why, you know, she got the championship in the first place and, you know, kind of level, level that up. It makes sense uh, to do the recap again, if, especially if you're gaining uh, new people coming in this week, or even if you might have forgot, I mean, I usually remember things, but you know, sometimes people forget what they had like for lunch. So, you know, you might've forgot what happened last week. So I am okay with, uh, them recapping. I thought that was before they got into the action this week, I thought, because we know that's definitely going to be a major feud. At least that's the way they're building it to be Then It made sense. So I, I was perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I was fine with it as well, um, because, of course, the more information, you know, more information doesn't um, hurt at all. So I was actually okay with that. So um, as the episode got cracking, um, of course, we got an intro from David McClain, who was having all sorts of fun (laughs) in this episode. He was having so much fun. I feel like he had a different energy on commentary, too. He was like, yeah, he was like wearing stuff and dancing. I was like, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah, shut out to David McClain. Like, he'd be having a time in his life on commentary. And it definitely showed in this episode, too. But we'll get to that um, as we talk about the match that actually matched up with but that was he was just having the time of his life so of course you know we had um lauren hunkley making the announcement for the first match um in the tag as we move on with the tag team tournament and this was between some new characters that we're getting um on the scene um this was siren the voodoo doll and chainsaw versus um the bully busters known as um basically Keita Rush and Steffi Slays, which is a name that I am definitely feeling for biased, you know, reasons. Um, But yeah, like this was really interesting for me in terms of um, watching their tag team action work because they did show kind of like the mystical dark magic of Siren and Chainsaw. Um, and they showed in the audience like how everyone like in the audience were kind of staring at them like, oh my God, who are these girls? Where did they come from? I'm scared. Um, that was like the general energy of watching the both of them. But then you have the bully busters who were just reconnecting after um, being separated after Steffi moved to Dallas, Texas. So after she moved, um, they kind of lost contact, but then they reconnected. And now they've gotten back together as the bully busters. And now they're at WOW. Um in this tag team match in the tournament. Now this match was really great. You got to see um, a little bit of what the bully busters had to offer, but it seemed as if they really couldn't necessarily like catch a lot of um, a lot of their groove because of how imposing siren and chainsaw were 
like they were just showing a lot of their power a lot of their um scariness um throughout the whole match and everything and it felt like there were times where they kind of i they did the thing where they i where a team will isolate a member of the other team and basically mm-hmm. keep them from tagging in yeah and kind of like overpower a little bit like try to try to distract and cause some some trouble you know um so that the other opponent can't get in. Um, I loved uh, the the first tag team coming in because they were, like you said, very imposing. They really tried to assert their dominance in the ring. And just by their looks, I was like, this is perfect for Halloween. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, oh, goodness. Like, I don't like creepy, scary stuff. And I felt like uh, it was pretty scary going in. Um, and they, you know, uh, it was a fun... Um, a fun tag match, but I don't know if you want to intro the the rest of the the other opponents. <laughs> but yeah, like like I was saying, it was just you know as they were going back and forth with it, they were isolating Kita, then they were also isolating Steffi, and then the more they did that, the more that they were um, smashing each other and basically just destroying each other. So after that point, um, the winners of the match were clearly Siren and Chainsaw. Um, so. Ladies, tell me how you felt about um, this match and how you feel about these really scary and imposing women moving forward in the tag team tournament and what the other tag teams will probably have to um, switch up in their arsenal in order to face off against these women. I I mean, you're going to have to update your, your, you know, everyone's going to have to update their arsenal a little bit because I think this tag team is very imposing i think they have something different and new to bring to this tournament and this is going to be very dangerous and i think everyone's gonna have to step up their game um yeah it's uh it it did not um i loved their look where like you couldn't necessarily see their eyes all the time right which i find very like that's very disturbing when you have to fight and, and and wrestle other opponents but um you just really couldn't see into their soul a little bit you know their eyes, you, the you know, the way mm-hmm. into the soul, Steph. You couldn't see. Yeah, you couldn't really see. And that, yeah. and, and a lot. I don't know. Did she freeze? <laughs> I'm guessing she froze because I feel like we were fine, right? I, I, I think frozen. <laughs> I think we lost her. <laughs> we lost you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess uh, I, I thought it was an uh, entertaining match. You, you mentioned um, them having to kind of update the arsenal. And I, I think so. Like the la- the first two sets of winners for sisters, as I mentioned, yeah. we the first two weeks we had sisters, you know, we had. Uh, and so this is the first group on a tag team that kind of wasn't uh, related to each other, but they still worked very dominantly. Uh, and so I, I, I wasn't surprised that they won, even though I did like the little story uh, behind the bully, the bully but I thought it was like a nice, like, oh, this is so sweet. They got to reunite. And, you know, I always like to reunite with people I haven't seen in a long time and it makes you feel like all fuzzy on the inside. Uh, but I think I wasn't surprised that. Uh, yeah. you, I, got uh, like a little, I got like a little, um, I got like a little Abaddon vibe um, with this match. Like I felt very like, uh, it had that feeling, right? Where uh, kind of like this otherworldly kind of uh, devilish character. Um, so I, I, that like the character was very thought out um, in, in that tag match. So um, that, that's the vibe I was getting with this one. Um, 
Stephanie, you're back. Yes, I'm back. I am so sorry, guys. Um, hopefully that won't happen again. Um, y'all know the internet, but yeah, I do get that Abaddon vibe from those two. So it was, so it was a really, you know, stellar match. And of course, you know, they're moving forward in the tag tournament. So that was a really good intro to those two. Um, but Siren and Chainsaw came out with the win. And something incredibly funny that AJ Mendez said on commentary was that has anybody thought about just giving Chainsaw a hug and I was just like girl you don't just hug somebody like that <laughs> I mean sometimes anyone that's like that they just need a hug you know sometimes just people need a little uh, little love it might it might help that might actually be Stephanie that's a strategy their opponent can you know their opponent can use they could go in for a hug and instead give them a clothesline you know what that were that reminds me of that episode of the Powerpuff Girls where they had to defeat the mind by singing the love song. Exactly. You <laughs> the love makes the world go round. One, one of my favorite episodes. I love that episode. One way and then take them out another way. I'm telling oh you, this God. is it. We're making this happen. Yes, and they had Brownies to. to book it. Yes, turn him back into Rainbow the Clown. Oh my God, that was <laughs> throwback. But yeah. Um, maybe a hug would do it. You just never know. But or a cookie. Yeah. Maybe a cookie. Or yeah. Cookies make cookies. everyone happy. Everyone in the chat. Would a yes. cookie make you happy? Yes. <laughs> or or you know, taking a nap. That that, that could work too. <laughs> As you can see, I need cookies and naps. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, Siren and Chase came out with the win. So they're moving forward in the tournament. And I was really sad because I was rooting for Steffi Slays for obvious reasons, but it's okay. Um, I still love you and you will go on to do amazing things because Stephanie's always do. So moving on to the rest of the match, to the rest of the um, card, rather, we got introduced um, to some more characters um, in the form of the disciplinarian who by her side had um, Samantha Smart, who calls herself the IQ savior. And they showed a little bit of um, background on those two as she was, as the disciplinarian was set to face off against Chantilly Cella, who we last saw in the tag team tournament in the first episode. Yeah. So um, the disciplinarian comes from a military background. So with that, um, type of background and with her parents sort of instilling in her a level of discipline and also a level of focus she sort of applied that to her in ring work and then they showed her a little bit in the classroom and how um basically there was just extra discipline with that as well and I definitely know what that's like having gone to private school like that discipline is nothing to be played with um <laughs> but I didn't also have military parents on top of that so I can only imagine what that was like for her so they also showed her um during WoW's previous um iteration where a lot of her anger would get the best of her and she would wind up you know unfocused in the ring and what and it would wind up you know costing her victories you know against various people because her anger would be out of control and um Samantha Smart came in to sort of you know try to you know 
buff out those rough edges with her. And so basically they made their entrance together and um, Chantilly Cella made her entrance. And so she was dancing and had everybody in the crowd dancing and even had David McLean dancing on commentary. And he was so excited because she actually gave him her sparkly cape and he was living for it. <laughs> he yes, was loving was it. Saying. He was like living. Like that was the moment he was waiting for in this episode. He wanted all the sparkle, all the glitter, was dancing. We got to see a little bit more. We got to see a little bit more of him in this episode. So, um, yes. yeah, he's been been having a lot of fun. Yeah, he was having the absolute time of his life. He was trying to get, he was even trying to get AJ to dance with him in the ring. And AJ was not having it. <laughs> she's so funny to me because she's like, uh, it's like when everybody else is overly excited, she's just like, uh, no, sit down. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was just a really funny part. Shout out to David McLean. We love you. You're great. Um, so in the comments, JD is saying it sounds like maybe WoW needs to keep cookies on stand standby for the entire locker room. Maybe so, maybe so. Um, but yeah, the disciplinarian um got started with this match, and this was a really good match because you got to see a lot of the high-flying abilities that Chantilly Chella um, is known for while also, you know, trying to take down the disciplinarian who was also, of course, you know, a thicker woman, but also at the same time, you know, utilizing that to her advantage and also using her power advantage too. But it seems like for every time Chantilly, is, every time she would knock Chantilly down, um, Chin is like, and every time Chantilly would get up, she would just get frustrated, but then she would have to recollect her thoughts and be like, oh, I'm going to chill. Okay, I need to chill or else I'm going to, you know, lose focus and then I'll lose this match. But it was a really good back and forth between the two. I really enjoyed this match and seeing what they both had to offer. Um, and even in the moments where it felt like Samantha Smart was trying to, like, help her win or whatever, that still didn't work out. And it was just like, girl, how are you calling yourself the IQ savior, but you can't even save your buddy in this match? Like, girl, come on. Um, but after all of that and all of that amazing action between the two, um, Chantilly Chella came out with the win, and I thought this was a really great showing for her to bounce back from that um, tag team loss that she had with Randy Rara in the first episode. So she really did, you know, show off her prowess. Um, yeah, I mean, I love this. Like, this was a really, like, the last half of this, like, I like the match as a whole, but I feel like uh, for Chantilly, it was a really, really good showcase for her, like, the last half of this match. She came out with the win, and I think it was really uh, important for her to get this because even though she wasn't successful in the tag team tournament, I think as a singles competitor, remember I said people might be coming back. We'll mm -hmm. see people potentially in different uh, in different ways because the WoW roster is pretty extensive. I liked how we got to see her do some really great stuff, and she was very defensive at the, the last uh, the last few moments of this match. She showed that she could potentially maybe be some uh, championship contender material. Definitely. I definitely would love to see how she would stack up against someone like the Beast. Shout out to your cat who just made an appearance. <laughs> she heard us. She wanted to, to, um, to hear what we were talking about. Yes, it's like she started walking. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Katrina, how did you feel about the match and um, um, the disciplinarian's performance, seeing as this was our first time seeing her um, on WOW? <laughs> I, I liked, like, I guess, the 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 background. I think one of the commentary comments was 
she's the disciplinarian without any discipline. And I thought that was like a really nice reference to the fact that she has like the anger issues and trying to kind of keep her cool in situations that cause her not to get the desired goal. And even though you can kind of see her working through that during the match, should ultimately wind up being what causes her the match, uh, not be able to kind of keep that in check. Uh, but it was nice also. Again, I thought like Chantelle definitely had the the crowd behind her and it, it, it was nice to kind of see even when she won and she kind of had like the crowd kind of when she was like on the clapping and everything and I thought that was a really nice like touch as well like definitely cool way to bounce back from your first uh, appearance for us at least uh and then you kind of come in with a win a solo win now you know tag team wrestling is good but you know if you it always is always like extra you can prove something extra when you kind of get a solo win uh and so I'm, I'm, I I mean I don't know how well she would do necessarily with the beast because the beast is so dominant, but I wouldn't mind seeing it necessarily. So, but good match. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, I enjoyed it very much. Um, so yeah, Miss Chantilly Chelly came out with the win and she was very happy and peppy and dancy. So, and since we all, you know, and it's here again, it's another situation where you kind of know her um outside of wow, and you're just like, Yeah, you better go, girl. And um <laughs> I know so I loved her, I loved her cool. new her new look. Like usually she goes blonde, but I like the new look yes it was um really fun and i think it upped her energy i feel like it like changed kind of she always has incredible energy in the ring but i feel like this new look and the gear and all that just really like kind of plussed it up even more so it was really cool to see and and i i've been rooting everyone on that uh, i know outside of outside of the world of uh world of wow and uh it's uh been really really great to see them uh, shine in a different way Yes, shine and sparkle. And of course, in the comments, um, we have a compliment. Um, okay, hat. Yes. Cat and the hat. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, we need, to, we need to come up with some costumes for the 30, like closer to Halloween, you guys. We do. We really do. We really do, because I actually just posted um, where I, when I cosplayed as Captain Marvel. So I, I need to do something else, because that was 2019. I need to do something new. But yeah, um, Cat in the Hat and Chantilly Chella <laughs> with the wind, guys. So moving forward to a very <laughs> heartfelt point um, in the episode, and honestly, what I feel like is one of the high points. Um not only just personally, but also all around, was the debut of Commander Sahara Spars. Um, and of course, they've been showing lots of vignettes where they've been able to sort of tell their stories um, of themselves outside of the ring and inside of the ring. So Commander um, Spars basically started telling her story about how she's from Washington, D.C. and how um, she was sort of looking, how even she had participated in wrestling before, but um, something happened that sort of took away her love of wrestling and sort of made her want to just run away because someone was being really ugly towards her. And in the midst of that, she moved back home with her father and her father was um, a former military um, man and she decided to join the Coast Guard. And in doing the Coast Guard, she, she basically decided to 
find more of and tap in more into what she could do in all of her discipline because at first she said she was kind of wild and rambunctious before she um, joined the military. So after she joined the military, she learned a form of discipline and she decided to get back into wrestling mostly because she didn't want anyone taking her dreams away. Um, and also she wanted to do it for her daughter so her daughter can see that even though you might go through some tough times. You can continue to follow your dreams in the midst of that and never to let anyone steal your dreams or steal your hopes for the future. And this was very heartfelt um, on a very deep level because, of course, you know, something that we have addressed a lot in other platforms is the speaking out movement and how some people in wrestling just have a tendency to just utilize their powers for evil and not for good and not create safe spaces um, for their athletes. And something that is very important that people are starting to do is, number one, coming out and telling their stories. And number two, um, encouraging that safer spaces are created for their athletes and also for all for other workers as well so powers can be used for good and not for evil in wrestling because when stuff like that happens it deflates people and it steals their souls away and it takes their joy away and that's not nice so i'm really happy that Sahara, Commander Sahara was able to rise above that um and find her way through as she was out of it and then find her way right back to it and not let anybody take that away from her. And I am more than sure that she is an amazing example to her daughter. I'm more than sure that her daughter thinks she's the coolest person in the world. Um, so how did you guys feel about Commander um, Sahara Spars's story? I mean, it's an incredible, incredible, inspiring story. Um, I love, I'm so happy. Um, for her that, I, that she has to be a part of WOW. I think this is a great showcase and great moment for her. And I feel like this match was really good too uh, for her. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's an inspiring story. She's, you know, incredible has, you know, has been a part of the, the United States military and has a background in, in that and just is so inspirational on many levels. So I think it's, um, it's amazing that she gets to kind of bring this together here at WOW. Definitely. What about you, Katrina? Well, yeah, I was uh, really fortunate to interview her outside of uh, WOW uh, some months ago. I want to say maybe either early this year or at the end of last year. Uh, and so I knew some of um, stuff that was kind of said. Uh, but, you know, there... I remember when the whole speaking uh, out thing happened, I guess, initially, because it was during quarantine where a lot of it started really coming out. And so it kind of was like, oh, okay. Like trying, I guess, process not only what's being told, but then people you might have didn't think would do something like that did. And I'm a firm believer and I would rather apologize if I'm wrong than to not believe the person saying this happened. As you know, I, I can always try to make amends if I was wrong on something, but you know, to it, it's a very rare thing, as I told people, for somebody to come out publicly with something like that, knowing most times people they're not going to believe right away. They're going to be like, "Oh, why did you wait?" or uh, "Why are you doing it this way?" or "It can't be this person." Like they would never, as if we know everybody's like bad, bad habits. And I'm also like, you can know somebody well and still not know their deepest, darkest attitudes or behaviors. And so 
you know, serial killers got away with it all the time <laughs> because, you know, and I'm not talking about the ones that look a little bit weird. I'm talking about like the ones who had wives and children and did what they did and came home at, like they, it was a regular day for them and nobody was none the wiser to it. So I'm a firm believer and you can't assume because you think, you know, you think you know a person or you, they're a wrestler and a trait wrestler that they can't possibly do something bad. And so, you know, for her to share, for it to be shared and just, you know, kind of say, with regards to being a mom, I'm a mom, you know, and like trying to, you know, overcome whatever things that come your way. I, that was relatable. I tell people all the time, like I, a lot has happened in the years I've been alive and you just, you bounce back as hard as it sometimes may be. Uh, and you just move in. Hopefully you do make a choice or make decisions that if your parents, well, not that yourself will thank you for, but that your kids will be like, thank you for doing this. You did, you know, and even if it seems like you're questioning if you're doing the right thing. And so that I think was like things that I definitely could relate to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really, I know we've, we've I think Katrina, you and I were, were on the interview or similar interviews right near each other, but I think, her being a mom is really important to her and sh and this is and her being on the show is important because we need representation of women like her in media so that little little girls and little boys and everyone anyone around the world can see uh see people like this on television and it's important and so i think this moment and i think this this moment is important for everyone but um, I think it all connects back to, to not only her being a mom and, and lots of these women, lots of these women on the show are moms. Um, and so I think it's all, uh, it's all connected. And so they get to tell these stories and be a part of something bigger. Yes. And I can also um, attest to her um, being on my show, on my show, the Hardy Wrestling Podcast outside of um, WOW as well. And just getting to know her and hearing a part of her story um was very it was very heartfelt for me because I just do not like it when other people make other people suffer um especially in a very unnecessary way and it's just like what's like what's the point in all of that um and honestly this that type of behavior silences a lot of people a lot of women and also a lot of men too and I'm just really happy that she did not let that, you know, stand in her way at all. And I'm more than sure, of course, you know, that comes with work and it comes with the determination and of course, you know, self-healing um, in order to continue to move on with your life after that point. And I am just so grateful that she and I crossed paths, um, even with the Belladonna division, seeing how, you know, she carries herself and just seeing, you know, just how beautiful of a soul she is. She deserves nothing but great things. And this is the start of those great things for her. Like seeing her on television blessed my spirit this weekend. Like, uh, it really did. Like, cause it's just like, sometimes in life you just feel like giving up sometimes. And it's just like, you see people like her and you're just like, okay, I see you. And because I see you, I see me and we can do this. So um, it was a beautiful part and I was crying. So there's that um because i'm a bucket of water um but moving on to the match though she faced off um against ggg ani who is this very stylish woman um she's um had all this sparkle going on with her outfit kind of like had like a half pants like 
half jumpsuit going on and it was really cute and everything but in this match you really saw um the best of what commander spires had to offer like her technical work is stellar i was really i had seen her wrestle before but it seems like even now like she has definitely um improved so much of her game and it's and it's clear that she is always you know working on becoming the best wrestler that she can be and she has clearly evolved since the last time i've seen her so she really showed out in this match but Gigi did get kind of vicious in this match though like there was one time where she hit a face buster and then there was another time where sahara was running up the ropes and then she slammed her down and everything like this match was definitely like a really good showing of both of them so in the end commander spars won and i'm really glad that she did um because like I said, she's so amazing in the ring and she has definitely gotten um, better and better with each time she's wrestled. So how are you ladies feeling about this match? And how do you guys feel also about Gigi as well? Team Sahara Spars. From yeah, I love it. I mean, I, you know, I had to go in here a little bit impartial, right? I mean, I, I was kind of partial to, uh, you know, um, uh, Sahara Spars, right, Captain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, so, but I had to go in kind of as a, as a, you know, analyzing it. Um, and I feel like she did, even from the beginning, she, I feel like she still had the upper hand. Like she showed a little bit, maybe a little bit more strength, um, a little bit more quickness. Um, and you know, um, but I, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. I think it was a good, uh, it was a, it was interesting to see both of them together. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately we're, we're going with that. Yeah. I try to be impartial, but sometimes, you know. It's hard. It's really, really hard, okay? <laughs> it's really hard. I understand. I agree. Katrina, how does you feel? <laughs> it, it was a, I mean, I was happy with the win. I, I did like, uh, you know, what Juju was able to do. Like, I, there's things I was like, oh, okay. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing more of her either. Yeah. But again, because I actually know, I mean, I tell people I'm biased all the time. I, you know, you're, you're supposed to not be, but listen, <laughs> I didn't go on these years arguing about Shawn Michaels and Jeff Hardy to be unbiased. And so <laughs> with that being said, I can also be very biased sometimes. Uh, and so I definitely went and hoping that she won. I was happy that she got the win uh, just because I know who she is. Uh, and I, again, you, you can't tell a story like that, you know, I, and then be like, can't have person lose after all that. I would have been a little bit like, I might have got a couple of angry tweets. Honestly, I would have, yes, can't, be my, can't be my heart treat like that. And then be like, no, let's give them an L. I would have probably been a little upset. And I would have probably sent a couple of tweets. And we don't need that. And so I'm glad that she did get the win. Don't get um, Katrina but, tweeting. Don't get her <laughs> tweeting. She's going to go off. Don't do it. Uh, um, it but I, I did enjoy the match. I uh, But I... While I'm happy with the win, I actually am looking forward to kind of see what we get from Gigi because I thought she was like, there were moments that I was like, oh, she's really good. Like, you know, I know she's supposed to be like the most fashionable, like the, you know, wrestler. And I like, I like that whole thing, but I kind of want to see what else she does. I, I thought there were moments where it was really technical feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I, I, I like that. And so even though the right person, in my opinion, did win, 
I'm actually looking forward to kind of see what they go with Gigi because I'm like, she she can wrestle. Yeah, and Katrina, see, I feel like with Gigi, I felt like there was moments where I was like, there was something a little bit more. Like, I feel like there was like some of the moves, I was like, there's something more there that we're not quite seeing. And I wanted, and I don't know if we're going to see it later down the line, but I feel like things weren't complete here. I feel like there was moments that like weren't necessarily like followed through all the way. And I know that there's more there under the surface. There's more there in the technical wrestling that I think we can see. So that's the thing I was like waiting for is like, I was like waiting for that little bit more, you know, I wanted it to like take it and roll it to the next level. Um, But I think there's still an opportunity to do so. But I was just like a little bit, you know, like sometimes you just want a little bit. I can't, that's that's the only way I can explain it. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. And then, can we talk about Sahara as far as his commander knee, you guys? That slayed me. That just slayed me. I was just like, yes, commander knee, come on. Step through. Okay. <laughs> this is how I feel when I watch TV. Y'all don't see this. But yes, yeah, like, just step on through. But both ladies were very impressive, and I can't wait to see what the both of them have to offer. But just know that Women's Wrestling Talk is a Sahara Spar stand account. Uh, <laughs> that's basically what we what what this boils down to. We are so happy for you, and we just can't wait to see you succeed more and see you on television more because we need we need you and your representation on television. Not only you know as a military woman, as a mother, as a survivor, girl, you are it. You have it all. You have it all, and don't know and don't let nobody tell you you don't. Same goes for Gigi too. Don't let nobody tell you y'all ain't got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. And it's good. Okay. Wrestling Realm in the comments. Let's go. Yes. Thank you for watching. Thank you again. So, yes. Um, Sahara Spars came out with the win. We love her. So, moving on, um, we had another segment involving um miss this was an introduction for me um this was lana star they showed her in the beginning um sort of towards the beginning of the show but then they show more of her um we sort of had a re-debut of sorts of lana star um and emily maybe you could speak to this was she a wrestler or was she just a manager before sorry you cut out a little bit what was that um ish was lana star um, a wrestler, or was she just a manager before? Or do you, or do you know? Because I had never seen her before. I think she was a manager. Oh, am I muted? Yeah, I think she was a manager. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, she just had this presence about her that just showed up in. Thank you for that, because I didn't know, because that was the first time I'd ever seen her. So I was like, oh, she. Has yeah, this she's presence. done modeling and acting and all of that. Yeah, she just looks like Beverly Hills to me. Like she just has that ooze about her. So I was just like, I don't know what she was in her past, but I'm interested to figure it out. So they showed her, but then they also showed her with her protege, who goes by the name of Penelope Pink. And so we got to see more of that. We saw them walking on Rodeo Drive, um, and they were shopping, and they were doing all of the cool things that you wish you could do if you had money um, (laughs) in California. Like, they were doing all of the things, right? And so 
out in the car, it's like you out of the car, you see Penelope Pink come out. You see all this hair. You see her face. Like her face card wasn't declining. I was like, girl, you're gorgeous. And I actually tweeted and said she was gorgeous. And she was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, okay. So that happened. I definitely peeped out. I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, I laughed too. It was, it was funny. I kind of want to go on a shopping spree. Can I go shopping? Oh my gosh. That. I would love it too. But then they also showed them showed her signing a contract with CMG Worldwide, which is a high-end agency. I believe this agency is um pretty I don't want to say it's old, but they've been in business for a long time. So she was signing a contract with them because she knew that she knows that she is the next best thing. So after signing this contract, they went back in the car and went shopping and stuff. And Penelope Pink actually said that she was from Detroit and she had that Detroit sass. And that's something I can't really speak to because I've never met. I don't think I've ever met anyone from Detroit, so I can't speak to that at all. But okay, girl, I see you work it. So in the main event, she went on to face Vivian Rivera, who we did see um, in, I believe, the first or second episode. Um, and she fought BK Rhythm and defeated her. Yes. So they fought each other. And this match was, hmm. I feel like a lot of what we saw Vivian Rivera give in the first match that she wrestled in, we really didn't get a chance to see that much of um, in this with Penelope Pink. Um, and even though Penelope Pink had the X factor um, in this match um, with having Lana Star out there, and we did see um, Vivian Rivera, you know, show off some of her prowess, like in this picture, um, it's just, it felt almost like Penelope was just really just taking advantage of all of her weak points. That's a funny picture right there. <laughs> with her mouth open, like, oh my God, I'm upside down, girl, no. Um but yeah, like this this match was pretty good. Um and Penelope Pink wound up coming out with the win because Lana Star kept trying to distract Vivian Rivera and she even grabbed her foot like a handful of her hair to try to distract her. And I was like, How dare you? That's disrespectful. Like you just don't do that. Like I hated that so much. Um, but in the end, with all of the distractions and with every piece of athleticism that Penelope Pink had to offer against Vivian, um, Penelope Pink wound up winning, and they were posing outside of the ring and all of the above. And that's basically how um the show ended that was the end of the show that was the main event penelope pink is here and it's clear that she thinks she's better than everyone <laughs> and she's hoping to rise um to become the next wow world champion so as a lot of women are so yeah how did you guys feel about this match Emily, you can go first. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, uh, I, mean, I think it was a fun <laughs> match. Again, like, we're establishing these characters, you know, that, you know, we've seen a little bit previously, and we're still getting, we're, we're getting to know again. And this was, again, you're setting up these competitors for potentially some type of, uh, some type of, um, I think, you know, contender, uh, contender moment for them. Um but I, you know, I think it was really an opportunity for, for Penelope Pink to really showcase, again, uh, what she has to offer. And really, I feel like, um, because I feel like the other match previously, Vivian, right, was more for her to showcase her stuff. So yeah. I, 
um, it, I think it balanced out, but, um, I think this was a fun main event. Um, and I think, uh, I would like to see a little bit more work from kind of the managers and I feel like they're, they're, uh, uh, from previous episodes in this episode, I feel like there could be a little bit more. I love these segments. I love the media segments, uh, setting up everything. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you need that. I love it. Um, but I, I want to see a little bit more juiciness, some more interference, some more, uh, causing some more trouble from these managers because, uh, the managers could cause some trouble potentially. Yeah, there was a lot of that from Lana and mm -hmm. that was really fun and really cool and vintage. Yeah. So I do appreciate that because I love a good manager. So exactly. Like when you have a yes. good one, they can uh they can steer the direction of what happens, right? And that's when, you know, maybe wrestlers turn on the manager or there's some type of uproar. Um yeah. but I think that's when it gets juicy, right? And you like sit on the edge of your seat. So I love that there was some of that. Um, but I kind of want more. <laughs> Definitely. So how did you feel about it, Kat? Uh, I guess piggyback on your point about Vivian. I kind of agree. There was it was a weird uh I guess transition to kind of see how well she did the first time we saw her and then to kind of I I don't know if lost is the right word I want to use. Uh but it, it just wasn't, I don't know, if she was being as ferocious as she probably could be uh this week. I I think that I don't want to say lost because it's not that she was like like didn't know what she was doing it was more so like just she wasn't really like ferocious with it or being as she probably needed have been and yeah i do believe uh penelope kind of got some of that kind of reminds me of the uh, i don't know if i'm saying my age now not that i'm like really old but there's a cartoon i used to watch when i was little the wacky racers and it was penelope pit stop oh wow uh, and she had like the pink 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 <laughs> all pink uh a bit of a that's that's distress but she was like you know really girly like blonde pink and the fact that um penelope you know had that whole it kind of gave me the penelope pills i'm like oh, okay like blonde pink extra um and so um that kind of gave me those vibes and so I think it helped Penelope to have uh, somebody out there to kind of help. And I do, as you both said, a good manager, Paul Heyman, is like a testament to somebody who can, like, if you're not too sure about the wrestler, he will make you sure, <laughs> or at least make you have an opinion. Even if you dislike the wrestler, you're like, oh, what is this? And, you know, how I used to do a Brett Lesnar at the time. Uh, I used to play on the text. I'm like, oh, I don't care. But Paul, like, even if I didn't like him, like, Paul would say something like, well, maybe you're right. I don't want to have to admit it, but maybe you're right. And so a good manager can make you feel things if you're not too sure where you stand in a wrestler. And so I'm kind of looking forward to kind of see how that relationship between the two of them um, kind of blossoms more uh, throughout the season. But I wasn't surprised. I mean, I, I was mostly surprised, I guess, as again, Vivian not being as ferocious as she was previously. Uh, like she was kind of taking it a little bit more easy. And again, I don't know if that's the right words I want to use. Uh, it just, I was just like, hmm, I wonder why it was a little change up this time uh, with it. But I, I'm glad that we got to see her again uh, this week. I'm hoping we can see more of her. And again, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing kind of like the dynamic, you know, you have, um, you know, the disciplinarian with, you know, her, you know, Samantha Smart, who kind of like, clearly manager type situation happening and so i wouldn't even mind seeing something like that where it's like manager and they're like you know the person their prodigy kind of in matches like that like tag matches like that like i guess whenever we get past this tag tournament i if they're not part of the tournament i wouldn't mind seeing something like that just kind of see how the managers 
even if it's like the manager don't do too much, you know, managers sometimes get a little bit in there and then they kind of let the person do all the work. And so even if something like that, I wouldn't mind kind of just seeing how that plays out because clearly both of them kind of on the same side with regards to how they react to the opponent. And so I'm just kind of curious if we can get that in the future. But it was a good main event. Again, I was just mostly surprised that Vivian just wasn't as ferocious as she was the first time we saw her. Like, I felt like she was just like, not as mm, as she needed to be. But I did like the, it was a, a solid main event. Yeah, and then it's funny that you said um, that um, Penelope Pink reminds you of the Wacky Racers. You know what she reminded me of? I guess because I've been going back and watching TNA stuff, that she reminds me of someone who could be a part of the beautiful people. Well, Angelina Love. And yep. then, like, that's really what she reminded me of when I was looking at her. I was just like, she looks like she could be a part of the beautiful people. Yeah. response <laughs> to you kind of felt fit that how they were. <laughs> like, like, you that, when she responded to you on Twitter, and she and she was just like, "Well, yeah, I know," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, that that could that definitely would fit something they would have said. Uh, most definitely fit with something they would have said to somebody else." So, yeah, I can see it. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Like something that I am loving though is the fact that a lot of the WoW superstars um are in are very interactive on Twitter. Like, and mo they are on Instagram as well, but mostly on Twitter. And I have been enjoying, you know, those interactions that I do have when I do live tweet it, even though it's not really like a live tweet, like a mass live tweet thing, like you do for like Raw or SmackDown. It's still fun nonetheless because they do see it and then they appreciate it and they like it, or sometimes they retweet it or sometimes they respond. And it's really fun and I really like that. So it's cool. And then they really love that we're doing the show too. So I love it. I love how interactive that they um, can can be with the fans so hopefully we'll see more of that as they continue to blossom and grow so all in all this was an amazing episode um episode three of um wow superheroes so yeah i love the episode um as a whole and i can't wait to see how much how many more stories they're gonna tell i know we're gonna get some more tag team actions with the tonga twins next week um so and hopefully maybe we'll get more from the beast and lana del well not lana del rey lord i'm sorry um rana del rey <laughs> um as we continue to move forward with that but ladies thank you guys for joining um me for the wow superheroes after show so Kat, just tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on. Uh, yeah, I am on most social media platforms and Kat, we trust TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. The E is a three. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm really quick counting down literally <laughs> uh, to New York Comic Con. I'm like really, really excited about that. Uh, never would have thought honestly it's i feel like that's what it is it's like oh i'm excited but also like mind-blowing because i never would have thought i would have done something like this for a thing i go to like all the time uh and so i'm like really excited about that so definitely come check that out on friday 6 15 and room 4061 i'm gonna be there with stephanie and some other fabulous uh ladies as well uh november 4th i will be in the bronx doing some backstage correspondent work uh, for we are wrestling and so that should be fun um and some fun stuff it is spooky season my favorite season uh and so there are some things i plan on doing on my youtube channel um to kind of celebrate you know spooky season halloween's my you know i i'm a horror person all the time and so this is just extra for me extra of uh because everybody else is okay with it i'm a person who watches it all the time uh but 
there are little things I plan on doing, and so be on the lookout for that. Uh, and JD, uh, it will not be online, but I do plan on posting the whole panel after um, I'm having it be recorded, uh, so it can be posted. So I will post the whole thing afterwards on my YouTube. So if anybody wants to check it out afterwards, they can. That's great. And you, Emily, tell everybody where they can find and follow you. Yeah, um, you can follow me on all socials at Emily Mayheller. And uh, yeah, check out all my new things. I have some new videos and content coming out soon. So follow me and uh, maybe I cook your favorite recipe. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, as usual, know you can follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy and follow the Hardy Wrestling Podcast everywhere you get your podcasts and listen and follow on Instagram and Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod and Hardy Wrestling Podcast. I will be in New York this Friday um, to do the panel with Katrina um, and New York Comic Con. And I'm really excited because I literally only started going to conventions in 2019. And now here we are. <laughs> I never thought this would happen, but it's really great that it is happening so i'm excited to get into all the things and to also be in new york again because that's becoming my favorite place to be um and people keep having me and it's just like yay so that's great so i'm really excited for it um oh jd he did he saw my old picture um i'm not doing a cosplay for new york comic-con i'm just gonna be myself because <laughs> that's all i can be right now and maybe that's enough for now and it's okay but i will be taking pictures of everybody else so that'll be fun so yeah also thank you guys for watching women's wrestling talk um please know that you can find us on instagram and twitter at ww talk pod subscribe to us on twitch youtube and facebook as well so you can catch all of our um regular shows that we have basically every day every night you know we've got something going on and of course um check out our website at www.talkpod.com and check out all of our amazing articles that we've got popping off this month because it is hispanic heritage month that's still popping off until october the 15th so along with spooky season you also have that so please check out all of our articles written by our amazing writing writing team um and look and check out all of our interviews and stuff because Katrina's interview with Maria Canellas Bennett um, popped up on the feed today. So please check that out and just check out everything we've got going on because we don't always give you the best content. Why? Because we're the, we're them girls. Okay. So <laughs> I know that wasn't grammatically correct, but here we are. It's okay. We're them girls and it's okay. So yeah, thank you guys for watching. And of course, continue to support Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.
Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.